Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome, everyone, to episode 129 of the Retire with Confidence podcast. My name is Nick. And I'm Jim. And today we're talking about college as a business decision. But first, speaking of college, Michigan's 3-0. Yeah. Uh, they look pretty Looking good. Looking better than expected, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Washington was less than worse than advertised, but mm-hmm. 3-0, can't complain about that. No. And they did throw the ball. <laughs> they did throw. <laughs> Finally did, yeah. Yeah. And Had Lom- some success with it. And we, we punished Rocky Lombardi. Yeah. For what he did to us last year. Which is year. always fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> Payback. I, I didn't even know he transferred. I was <laughs> I <didn't> shocked. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, I was surprised I'm at like, that too. Whoa, what's going on here? And, uh, but, you know, it worked out. Mm-hmm. So the, the first test, the first Big Ten test is Saturday, Rutgers. Yep. And at Rutgers, you know, I'll always think of like 79 nothing Rutgers, where they yeah. only got one first down or something. Yeah. But th- they're better. Yeah. In fact, last year, we had to beat them in overtime. Right. And last year it was crazy, but still, it was an overtime game. Yeah, they, they made a coaching change, and mm-hmm. they've put some better teams out on the field. So. And then the next week is at Wisconsin. Yeah. So that'll be a good one. Yes. Wisconsin, I don't think they're as good as maybe we thought. You know. But they'll always be a good test. Yeah, Everybody kind of solid. views that as the first big test. Yeah. They're solid. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to, if, if the timing of that works out, I could, go at, I could be at that game. Ah. I could take the boy. There you go. That would yeah. be pretty cool. He's got a soccer game mm-hmm. in Milwaukee at 10. Yeah. So if the Wisconsin game's at 3.30, I can you make that happen. time, yeah. But if the game's at noon... A little tight. Uh, yeah. So anyway... Cool idea, though. Why would you choose, why would you choose your college based on a business decision? That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's just a four-year party. <laughs> <laughs> that, that seems to be a common narrative, though, right? A lot of people think, this is going to be great. I'm going to college. It's going to be the time of my life. But there's a lot of repercussions to that line of thinking. Yeah, where does the business part come in? To, to me, what it is is, you know, what is the goal with college, right? You're going to get an education yes. and to come out with a degree. Yes. So is the degree that you're getting, is it gonna to lead to a job that, that pays you significantly you know, enough to, to warrant the college decision that you're making? So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, Examples of that in my mind are, you know, teachers. I've run into teachers over the years, right, who went to, you know, small private schools, racked up well over 100000 120000 30000 in student loan debt to come out and have a job where they make $34,000 a year. You know, and it's tough, right, because these, these individuals, they live in the parents' basement, they're splitting the student loan payments with the parents, and they still can't afford to get out. They have no hope of getting out of the parents' house because the student loan payments are so high. And, and what if the parents, you know, can't get ahead for retirement if they're making those loan payments? Yeah, right. It's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because yeah. it, it can easily, it, that's the thing, it has these repercussions, right? It's a snowball effect with, with some of these decisions. So for me, I'm trying to think about, you know, the business decision. In fact, it was a business dis- decision for my family because when my grandfather passed away, my dad took that money and put and bought four years of MET, mm. the MET 
like back in 86, mm -hmm. the original year or something. Huh. And so he, and back then you couldn't transfer that money out of state. So it had to stay at a state school in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Now the rules have changed. Um, and the program in my opinion is not as good as it was. Yeah. But my dad, I can remember when I was like 11 years old, he's like, well, as long as you choose an in-school state school mm -hmm. or in-state school mm -hmm. in Michigan. And so like, that was it. Yeah. Right. I knew that that it was like Michigan, Michigan State, Central, Western, Eastern, and that was it. Right. So I only, I only applied to Michigan, Michigan State, and Western. Mm -hmm. And that I guess it was a business choice, right? Because I knew. Yeah. If uh, if if we save money on the side, my dad put some money aside. I should say my parents put money aside. I also worked in high school and college, mm -hmm. and so I was able to come out with no loans. Okay, yeah. because the Met covered the tuition mm -hmm. and the other money and like, you know, I knew how much money we had. So I wasn't like, you know, the, going to live in the brand new condos on campus that were a thousand dollars a room. Yeah. Like I paid like 400, maybe 440 a month. And you rode the bus. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Rode the bus all the way to Bursley. Right. So uh, definitely a business decision now that I'm ref reflecting on my own experience. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, I think it's great for kids to have skin in the game. Oftentimes parents will say, well, we want them to have some responsibility, right? So they can start to learn. And I mm -hmm. think that's great. Yeah. Other parents say, well, you know, my parents uh, paid for all of mine, so I'm going to pay that forward and pay for all of it. Mm -hmm. And other, other parents say, hey, I didn't get anything. So, and I figured it out. Right. So now my kids have to figure it out too. Tough love. Right, right. You know, sometimes I think the skin in the game is, is valuable, but it's also something that is pretty hard to teach the day you're shooing the kid out of the house to go to college. You, you know gotta be I mean? learning through like, I think, over time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think they need to start learning the value of money and the, yeah. and the value of what they're getting for it, right? The value of the education, the value of whatever, right? The clothes they're getting, the shoes they're getting, the car they drive, right? All these things, they need to start learning all along that there's value associated with it. And mm -hmm. you know, the money that we're paying is not just free money falling from the sky. So we need to make sure that we're treating it with respect and, and so on. Absolutely. And I think that trickles right over into college. Do you think right? your kids are learning? I think we're trying. I mean, we're trying pretty hard to, you know, to, to give them ideas on on money and the value of money and why we need to save it and why you know we, we need to think about the, what we spend it on and are we are we mindful with what we're buying and is it a want or a need right mm -hmm. and I think all those things can spill over into college right because college I mean that's oh, is it a want or a need right and you can look at that like this the school that you choose right because you can get a good education from a lot of schools right absolutely it doesn't you don't have you don't have to have you're not only going to get a good job if you get a degree from this school right this University of Michigan or whatever right whatever your whatever your prestigious school is but a lot of times those college decisions come down to wants they want the experience they want to have fun they want to go to these football games they want to go to that right and not that that's bad necessarily but i think it's important to think about how how are we going to accomplish that goal and what are the trade-offs, right? There's a trade-off to every yeah. decision that you make. Yeah, always a sacrifice. Yep. Um, what if, you know, what if you do make that $34,000 income coming out mm -hmm. and you have a $200,000 loan? I mean, that's possible, right? Maybe if you're, 
in some sort of social work you line of work you get the government forgiveness mm-hmm. right that's but that's a big if because we've seen according to the wall street journal 99 percent of the applicants who have applied for forgiveness were rejected for one reason or another could right. have been a technicality maybe they apply again and it worked i'm just saying 99 percent is insane right so if you're re- relying on that kind of like well, yeah, I'm relying on a football scholarship, right? Yeah. Well, good luck, right? But <laughs> yeah. if I'm relying on forgiveness, that's a big if. And I, I don't even, I, it's hard making recommendations for young um, you know, people in their 20s mm-hmm. when they're saying, well, I'm, I'm banking on forgiveness. But what if it doesn't work? Right. And I think they've even acknowledged that the, pro- the program has problems. They know mm-hmm. that it doesn't pay nearly enough. But I mean, what? What if they improve it by you know fifty percent, right? That's still an it's awful still lot of people flip, that are not flip a coin, yeah. <laughs> that are not getting it taken yeah. care of, right? So forgiveness is not a route that I would would have a lot of confidence in. What about okay? So a, a friend of mine over the summer said, "My kids are." N- I worked at this is what he said. I worked at Taco Bell as a kid and I hated it. It was mm-hmm. terrible. Like, well, I couldn't. I didn't work at Taco Bell, <laughs> but I worked at Chi Chi's. Okay. <laughs> So, okay. Chi-Chi's is a little, a little bit better, yeah. maybe? I don't know. still stink like grease little, when you come out. A little out. bit, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but I don't, was it hard work? Yes. But did I learn a lot? Absolutely. I don't think of it as a terrible experience because I really learned so much about life mm-hmm. and I got money, right? What right. can I do with that money? I could put gas in my car, pay for my car insurance, save some money mm-hmm. so I could use that in college as well, okay? Yeah. Um, and you know, it was like two nights a week kind yeah. of deal. Now, but he said, I worked at Taco Bell and I hated it and I made four twenty-five an hour and I don't want my kids to do that. Their job right now is to get good grades. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, that's cool, right? Like, mm-hmm. I get that. But there's so much that you could learn at Taco Bell, really. Mm-hmm. You learn about people, you learn about hard work, discipline. It right. builds character, okay. Right. So plus it helps reinforce the, you know, h- how we get the money to pay for these things. Yeah. So I think that he's missing like, what do we say, uh, the the trees through the forest or whatever that is. Yeah. I think that he's missing that. Mm-hmm. I think the kids are going to miss out on that uh, because while focus only on the academic part, right? There's all these, these other things mm-hmm. that they could be learning as well. Plus, have some money for the college so they can have less loans later. Right. I, I worked at I worked at Chi Chi's and I also worked at Emden in school mm-hmm. uh, in college mm-hmm. and so the thing that was terrible about Emden is that they make you work on Saturday mornings oh. in football season like you it's it's required non-negotiable huh so I would show up <laughs> at like 6 a.m. on Saturday mornings mm-hmm. in the fall and they're like they would have too many people there right too many <laughs> cooks in the kitchen so I'm like what do you guys want me to do and I was in really bad shape mm-hmm. right 6 a.m. on a Saturday yeah after you went to bed at like 2 or 3 yeah and they're like go fold these uh, you know sweatshirts and put them on the rack I folded like a hundred sweatshirts and then there's literally nothing to do but they want me to stay until 10 a.m. you mm-hmm. know so you're just standing around you know right but uh, that was terrible but normally I'd work like on uh, Sunday afternoon or you know, uh, Thursday night or whatever, and you mm-hmm. know, you just make a little money so you can live a little in college, and it was a good learning experience. Mm-hmm. So, 
I just think that if you're in a position where you don't have the Met and you don't have a 529 and you're looking at, you know, if you want to go to Notre Dame at 70000 a year and you, mm-hmm. you have nothing, that you could have $300,000 loans, you have to come at it as a, as a business decision and say, if I am saddled with these 300000 uh, in four years from now, mm-hmm. I better be making really good money. Right. Like coming out of school, I better be making great money. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes that's not the case. Right. So, you know, what, you know, what's wrong with OCC to OU, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to get good education. Okay. Right. You know, you're not going to have the same experience, mm-hmm. but you're also not going to be paying on it forever. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, that's, it comes down to what's the goal, right? Is it to get the education to get a job? Or is it a four-year vacation, I suppose, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So get this. This is part of this Wall Street Journal article as well. This is very interesting. Now, I don't know what we read into this, but right now, the male-to-female ratio at universities is females make up 60%. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's hmm. like a lot, mm-hmm. right? It's like lopsided. And that's been growing over time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the second part is, females are more likely to finish. Hmm. The men are dropping out at a higher rate, so they're not getting the full degree. So less people coming in on day one, and then less people getting the degree. So the implication is that, you know, fast forward how many years, there's going to be twice as many women with college degrees than men. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So this this is like the opposite of like 50 years ago, right? Yeah. So what what made me think about this? What made me really had me noodling on this was, uh, what about pregnancy and go you know staying home, going back to work? Like, if a lot of the college degree people are leaving the workforce for many years, mm-hmm. like what kind of effect might that have? Yeah, it's it's longer term thinking that could obviously have a. An impact. Just, just something yeah. that I thought was interesting. Yeah. yeah, not sure what to make of it, right. but I thought it was worth interesting. Interesting statistic. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, if you if you're making it a business decision, it's not all about the football games and the parties and right and all that. But I think the one thing you kind of mentioned it at two different points, right? Is is planning for it though, right? And you can't figure out how you're going to pay for college at the last day of your senior year of high school, right? You can start working that those summer jobs in preparation for college, right? You can start working, you know, and, and setting aside money for college, even if you know maybe the parents don't have enough to do 529s or all these different things, right? As a, as an individual, you can take those steps to figure out to start putting money away. You can take on the steps to find scholarships, right? There's a lot of scholarships out there. You can put in like, the work to like find ours, them. yeah, right? Like ours, yeah, right? But it doesn't. You know, you can save up to not have to take out student loans, right? Because we know that just digs such a big hole. And then the second part what you mentioned too is working through college, right? It's not just go to college and it doesn't have to be just go to college, sit around, try to get good grades and wait for the next social event to happen. It's, I don't, I don't want to dig a big hole. I don't want to have to climb out of this thing at the end of it with all this student loan debt. So how can I work during the year? Again, not just to fund the parties and the going out and the different things, but how can I work to start to, to, to take out less student loans? How can I work so that I can start paying for college without uh, getting more and more in debt? I just thought of one more thing. What about the guys who take out the loans and then don't get the degree? Like yeah. we said, 
like men I don't know what the rate is but you know it's it's kind of big right These guys aren't finishing Absolutely. so they're spending all this money mm -hmm. it's crazy and like yeah. you got to be ready for it, I guess you have to ask yourself am I committed to this right I, and I kind of took that I never really had to worry like the way I'm wired like mm -hmm. I'm gonna whatever I start I'm gonna finish but yeah. there are a lot of people that aren't cut out to finish right or you can look at it like graduate programs too and things right I just listening to a Dave Ramsey podcast, right? And he was talking to these people that wanted to go and do, a nurse that wanted to go and do a CRNA school, right? CRNA is a great profession, make really good money, but you take on a big chunk of debt to do it. And he was pushing them to save up in advance for it, yeah. right? Because what happens if you don't finish? What happens if you make it through a year and a half of a two-year program with $150,000 in debt in the same lower paying job you had before because you didn't complete the program? Yeah. That can be a real problem. Absolutely. So to wrap it up here, okay, we believe that you can go to college with confidence, right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. New tagline. Switch line. it up a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, hey, uh, if you guys would like to talk about your college plans, you can schedule with us at peakwm.com. And there's a scheduling link on the website. And I uh, would love to give you a second opinion. So uh, anything else? I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Take care. See you next time. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.